we would like to welcome you back to Hit the Pylon. Today's episode is going to feature me and Cross, and we're going to be going over some of the news and notes leading into week one of the NFL season. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about some of the college quarterback performances, some of the crazy things that have happened in the NFL in the past few weeks, and we're just going to roll right into it. I do want to preface, though, we will have two episodes out this week, so make sure you guys are tuned in. We have a uh, week one prediction episode that I think you guys are going to absolutely love. Uh, there's going to be some upsets in there. There's going to be some uh, wild outcomes that we come up with, but uh, make sure you guys check us out on all of our various podcast locations, Google, Apple, you know the deal. But uh, let's just go ahead and get into it. Cross, what's up, my man? How you doing? I'm doing good this morning. How about you? Doing good, doing good. Didn't sleep the best, but yeah, it's another day, another day, you know. I feel that. Up, I was just up all night watching football, and uh, it was exciting. I'm glad it's back, to be honest. I'm real glad college football is back. Oh, yeah, man. You know, it's the first real weekend of just, like, extended games of college football. Seeing guys that uh, we've been waiting for all offseason to and, and get our eyes on, you know, just because being draft heads, you know, we love to see the performances of these young guys and the potential future stars of the league. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. 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 So let's go ahead and get into the, um, I guess the meat of the episode and what we're going to be talking about is just kind of some of the, uh, newsworthy, um, events that happened this week around the league. Uh, one of the big ones, probably the biggest one is the extension for Russell Wilson. With the Broncos looking at five years, $245 million, $165 million guaranteed. So he's pushed uh, the guaranteed money up from the most recent Kyler deal. Um, I think it's a little bit early in, for my taste. I would have liked to have seen Russ go out there and, you know, play a few games or something. You can always get a, a deal done a few weeks into the season, especially if you already have the ramifications for it and the the parameters and you like already know what it's going to be uh, structured like. So doing it this early is kind of like, Ugh, I hope he goes out there and performs well, you know, 100% with you. If I remember correctly, I think it's with the two years already left on his old deal. Yep. So it's going to be like a seven year deal. He's already 33. That's just too much for me. And more of the years and the money. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I need to see him play in the system with these wide receivers to make sure he's worth he fits in right, you know, and I don't know. Too early, too soon. Should have waited a little bit longer before doing that. But I yeah, get I mean, Russell Wilson's point. He up and did his whole family. He traded. He wanted his money now. And that was probably part of the deal when he prior to he was traded. A deal was going to get done before week one. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt that at all. I would expect that um, in agreeing to being traded to the Broncos that they would have instantly started extension conversations because he doesn't want to have two years here and then be uh, looking for another team to jump to. He wants to make this his opportunity to propel himself into that top five conversation that um, he's, he's hoping for. He came out and said that he wants to be remembered as a top five quarterback of all time. I don't think he's in that ballpark right now. Um, it would take quite a bit of winning and um, maybe a few more championships in the next seven years for him to be even in that conversation. But um, good for him, you know. Get your bag while you can get it because a lot of guys don't get that bag. I'm all for getting the bag. Like, get the money. you got to get it now. I understand it. I don't think he'll ever be top five quarterback ever. He's already on the back half of his career. But got to oh, love, yeah, no. 
Gotta love the goals, right? You gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than setting goals and expectations for yourself and reaching for them. Hey, congratulations to him and his people, because you know Sierra. No, oh, I mean, they're already like like they're already living the lavish lifestyle. I, I, last I heard, he bought a big old mansion in Denver and everything, and. Colorado's cheap too, so you know he even got a nicer house. Yeah, pretty there. sure he moved his mom out there too. Just, just really making Denver his home, and I, I think that's gonna be a good look for them. Man, they got some weapons. They got some young weapons too. Um, we know Denver's always got a good, steady defense. So if Nathaniel Hackett and him can get this offense going, I think they're gonna run the ball because even in even in uh, Green Bay, Hackett like to. Um, play the run or not play the run but he used to, he, he likes to run the ball especially with the two-headed uh two-headed monster like they have here much like what they had in Green Bay with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon obviously um Melvin Gordon is an AJ Dillon and uh so we'll see how it goes I think they're going to do well, some good things one thing I found interesting some people close to Wilson said he's happy that he in Denver, he don't have the whole team on his shoulders. He don't like that, you know. In Seattle, he did. So I mean, that's a weird thing to feel as a quarterback. I feel like you have to have the team on your shoulders. But hey, see if he goes out there and prove it. A very tough division. Yeah, because division, that doesn't make conference. Much... <laughs> yeah, it's a I it's mean... a it's a meat grinder out there. But I didn't really get that um that whole comment from him just because Pete Carroll always was one committed to the run run first baby uh, always and then two he had weapons has always had weapons i guess they had a little they had some o-line issues most definitely and i don't know if this o-line here is any better per se um but to say that he doesn't have the whole team on his back i mean you when you guys were in the playoffs and you guys were making championship runs you didn't have the team on your back buddy the defense carried you there Oh, yeah. And then for now, it's like you have DK, you have Tyler Lockett. I mean, what are we talking about? Very weak NFC conference, for being honest. Like, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, that's a big thing, too. I think he'll do good in Denver. I really do, but I don't it's see him winning the Super Bowl. Just a meat grinder, man. Just yeah, a meat grinder. Yeah, it's just too much. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and keep on moving along these topics. We've seen a few trades this week happen. Um, the Jaguars traded LaVisca Chenault to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a 2023 seventh-round draft pick and a 2024 sixth-round draft pick. I'm not sure off the top of my head if any of those are conditional to where they would move up with um, extended playtime or stats that he's reached or anything. But I, I think it was just time for Chenault to get out of Jacksonville because they they went out and signed a bunch of weapons, obviously, and... Doug Peterson has no uh no warrants to him. Like he's not his he was never his pick. He was never he's he's not tied to the team and he hasn't showed anything, anything that would warrant believing in him, you know? No, definitely. I mean, I think Caroline's a little weird situation. I mean, they already have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall. So that's I mean, that's a little weird location. He's gonna come in, what, wide receiver four probably. Yeah. How much playing time is he gonna really get? But, hey, new and, scenery, and, see if he can change things. Yeah, and how are they going to use him? Are they going to use him like a weapon? Or are they going to... Just because his his route running isn't there, he's... Carolina makes these weird trades, man. It's always... I mean, at the, the end of the day, it's still Christian McCaffrey's team. That's going to yeah. be your 
they're going to go as he takes them. Exactly. And you still got DJ Moore, who I think is extremely underrated. So it's like, mm-hmm. wh- where does Chenault really fit? But I mean, for a seventh round, a sixth round, not much. Yeah. But you're not yeah. losing very much. And then the other wide receiver that we seen traded this week was Jalen Rager. The Eagles traded former first round wide receiver to the Vikings for a 2023 seventh round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth round selection. But from what we know is if he doesn't reach his statistical measures, uh, that 2024 fourth round uh, fourth rounder can uh, go down to a fifth rounder. Uh, what were your thoughts on him? One being traded to the Vikings and to the Eagles, you know, just giving up on him essentially just because you know, the history there with the whole draft situation with um, Minnesota being so excited that they took a wide receiver, not named Justin Jefferson right before them. <laughs> I mean, I think it made sense for the Eagles I mean, the fans hated him. I think the organization didn't like him. He can't catch. I think they both are ready to move on. He needed a new scenery. So I, mm-hmm. it makes sense for the Eagles. Um, it's a weird situation with the Vikings, similar to the Panthers. I mean, you have Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Osborne, who's been looking real good in camp. He looked good last year. But, if they, I mean, if they can get him to fix things, his speed's unquestioned. He gets open a lot of times. He mm-hmm. just has to learn to catch the ball. And if he can do that, it could be a steal. To be honest with you, yeah, and they they mentioned that they're not expecting to him to come in and do anything crazier or to be a starter for that matter. They're expecting him to come in and contribute on special teams. They want someone to be able to take over their return role, so the their returner role for I believe both kickoff and punt return. So I mean, for me, it's a drop in the bucket trade compensation wise, especially if you don't expect him to be out on the field all that much so it's going to be like a seventh and a fifth whatever he has he has big upside if he gets around these other pros maybe he can uh make something out of what he has left in the tank but potential's there the potential is there it's a crowded receiving core though but he's going to be learning from very good guys you know kirk cousins i mean i think he's a great season quarterback if we're being honest so i think he's going to help you know, he's able to get the ball downfield a little bit better than Hertz can. So, mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's more see how accurately. It... Oh, yeah, exactly. I bet I mean, Jager still, Rager still can't catch, so that's still the concern. But, <laughs> hey, you're, you're learning from Justin Jefferson, Thielen, guys who don't drop the ball typically. Yeah, just so. go in there and uh, just soak it up, you know. There wasn't I mean, too he... many uh, veteran receivers with the Eagles in his time there. So, just go in there and just if you can get a, a percentage of what those guys are out there just – wetting out you'll be able to better yourself you know yeah and, he, and I mean, he, he brings more speed downfield and opens up the field for guys like dalvin cook even yes no one's gonna be afraid of him but he has the speed and you have to respect it mm-hmm. most definitely um another guy that we thought that we were gonna see a trade happen for or who was gonna get released was jimmy g but uh, I, at the, I don't at the 11th this. hour yeah at the 11th <laughs> hour man Jimmy G comes in and is willing to restructure with the 49ers, take a pay cut to stay. Um, I believe he's getting $6 million on the books right now, which has the uh, potential to go up to $16 million with playtime and such. I-, I can see why he wouldn't want it. Well, one, the 49ers, the only people out there right now that are kind of looking for a quarterback are the Seahawks, and the 49ers weren't going to trade him to a division rival. One, and two, you don't want to release him and he instantly go there. And I don't think Jimmy wanted to go there. Um, 
just because the team is not in a good place. But he did give up twenty five point six million that they were going to owe him. He's never going to get that again. He's never going to hit. You see him that that dollar sign over twenty million again. There's no reason I would have gave that back. I just couldn't do it. No, you would have had to cut me, man. You would have had to cut me. Yeah, hundred percent. You can cut me, but and then we can talk. You know, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We can talk a new deal after you cut me. You know. You got to show me, buddy. (laughs) It, It it leaves a weird situation too because it's like if Trey Lance doesn't develop the way everybody expects him to and i don't have a lot of faith in him mm-hmm. are the fans going to be start calling for jimmy g to Not come back the fans here we got to understand that this team we've seen this team go to the super bowl we've seen this team make it to the nfc championship game with jimmy g so if they go out there and they start losing and they're losing early how long until these vets are like i don't have much time left yeah for me and I know that this team has the potential to get to these championship games, to get to, to to fight for a title. And you're out here mortgaging the remainder of my career and the future of a lot of our young players on the back of a guy who has, what, 11 college starts under his belt and yeah, three I mean, less yeah. passes in his entire career than Tom Brady did last year? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think it's going to be... It, I, they say it's gonna work in the con- in the locker room. I think it will. I think they're they're both like civil enough to do it. But like you said, like I said earlier, it's gonna matter when wins and losses start happening. Yeah. You know, if they start losing, people are gonna call for Jimmy G. We know the 49ers can win with him. Not win the whole thing, but mm-hmm. they can win and get there with him. Yeah. You know, so I mean the upside of Lance is just endless. Like we could see him be Josh Allen. We could see him be RG3 in this Shanahan system in his rookie year. And like, like the potential is there, but the processing, the passing, the, the ability to, you know, be a leader enough to understand what to do in those tough moments. The, the time that it takes to, to build the rapport with your receivers, the time that it takes to build the, build the faith and foundation with your head coach to where your your coach knows that in a two minute drill, he's just going to start feeding you plays and you're able to pick from them and execute them versus reacting and thinking. And it's, it's, it's a really tough situation here because I know that they mortgaged a lot of first round picks. And if we're talking about picks, it don't really matter if we're looking at the latest Super Bowl championships or the latest Super Bowl champion in the, LA Rams to where it was F them picks, you know, throw them suckers it, to the side. We taking vets, but at the same it time, it doesn't matter but, if you win. That's the difference. If you yes. don't win, it matters. And I personally don't think Lance should have came out that last year. I think he needed to stay another year because he only played one full year of college yeah, yeah. and then played one game during the COVID or after the COVID year. And that one game did not look that good, you know. It so really, really iffy. That's what I'm saying. So I think he should have stayed a whole nother year. And even if he stayed another year, I still think he's a year or two behind. And so that's it's like the tough that's... part about it is like he got to sit and then he got to sit majority of last year and got some in-game reps. So like the stories out of camp this year should have been, oh, he's ripping it. Oh, he's yeah. like, it, yep. like we should have seen a big jump because – uh, I know you come from this thought of quarterback development as I do too, is that sit these guys, man, let them soak it up. Even if it's eight games or 12 games, let them soak, let them learn, let them 
see how the process goes. Don't throw them in there to the Sharks at week one because it's not worth it, man. You're going to go out there and get these kids. You're going to get their mental messed up. You're going you're gonna to kill their confidence. And if you once you kill a quarterback's confidence and the confidence of the team surrounding him, man, it's it's really, really, really hard to make it back to even even ground, let alone positive ground. So I was really hoping to see a lot of more positives out of this camp from him this year. And then there was a little bit of arm fatigue talk and stuff like that, too. My guy, you haven't thrown enough passes to even have this conversation exactly. come up. Yeah, you play, like you, said, like you said, 11 games in your college career. And then what, he's played two games last year, I believe. Yeah. That's a, that's about it. How is your arm tired? <laughs> like, that just blows sense. my mind. I hope, yeah. he, I mean, I hope it's tired because he threw fucking 3,000 passes this offseason. Excuse my French, but I, I just hope that it, I, I hope that it pans out because, man, he, the upside is there. And I, and I love good quarterback play and I love when good teams get young, good quarterbacks because it's always fun to watch, man, especially in athletes. this NFC. Yeah. That is so uh, week right now and top heavy with the veteran quarterbacks. If this side of the conference needs to start hitting on these rookie quarterbacks, because without it, it's going to be an AFC road grade for a while. And to be fair, Trey Lance doesn't need to be spectacular this year. You just got to be what Jimmy G was last year. Maybe to get to that point now, yeah, you got to be a little bit better to win, but I still believe like this year is still going to be a learning process next year. Still a learning process. He, it's going to be kind of like the Josh Allen. It's going to be year three, year four is when he blows up if he has that in him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I, and I expect that we see a lot of uh, movement out of him this year. If it's boots, if it's quarterback keepers, if it's things like that, I expect to see a lot of it this year just to kind of supplement some of his passing woes and his, his processing speed. Um, a lot of half field reads, you know, I think yeah. that I think if, he is developing and Shanahan is going to dial this offense to be his offense. I think they have a shot to be good, but it's all wait and see. I mean, the Jimmy G thing was just very, very weird and poses a lot of threat and a lot of uncertainty to your quarterback situation. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with it, but we'll see how it works out. I guess it's all we can do. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, a, a big injury that we've seen just happen recently was uh, Harold Landry um, tearing his ACL after coming off of a stellar uh, year last year to where he had 12 sacks. I mean, we, when he first came out, it was a, it was a situation. You were a huge fan of him. You yeah, were a huge no, fan. I loved I his... get, you loved him. I mean, I, I liked him, but you were way higher than him than I was. And you were definitely right. This is a huge injury for the Titans, especially with the receivers they have this year they're not going to be as good offensively this year and so no. they're they're leaning on that defense and that to me he's the most important part of that defense so him definitely and Jeffrey hit. Simmons are yeah are, I just look at it like an edge rusher compared to interior defensive lineman the importance yeah. kind of thing yeah. well I, I'm a big pro- I, I I love the uh um I think interior pressure up the middle wrecks games for quarterbacks but that goes hand in hand with outside pressure because then you can't get away from it. So it's going to be tough on them. Absolutely. Um, I hate to see those injuries happen. We all do, especially guys coming off of big years going into going into contract years and such, you know, man, but he was going to kill the giants week one. He was going to destroy <laughs> the giants week one, but yeah, he won't I, be there now. Alex. No, no. I mean, it makes the game just a tad bit easier for you guys. 
Oh, we're going to need all the help we can get. <laughs> but sticking with the Titans here, uh, we've seen Derrick Henry uh, get a $2 million raise this year. Uh, they pulled money from his 2023 um, contract and shifted it to this year. Um, but 2023 still remains his final year on his contract. But this $2 million raise makes him the highest paid running back this year. Um, I think it was a good gesture by them to be able to get him some more money up front, especially coming well off the injury. Yeah, well, absolutely. well deserved. He took a huge pay cut when he resigned with them. I mean, he was only making what was it, thirteen million or even yeah. less than that. So yeah. he was already taking less than he actually deserved. He's the best running back in the league. If he really wanted to, he could have got sixteen, seventeen million somewhere. Somebody would have paid him that. Absolutely, not even the I best mean, running back in the league, but he is their offense. Cr- the and offense. he's healthy majority of the time. Yes, he got yeah. hurt last year. I get that, but look at his career. He's a healthy running back. He's not Christian McCaffrey. You can't stay healthy. And Somebody time. would have paid him that. Tons and tons and tons of touches. So, I mean, it was good to see that happen for him uh, because, you know, we all want to see him come back. He was so close to setting absolute records, historic seasons. I mean, last year he was a thousand thousand yards through eight games or something like that. Yes, he was on. If he would have played the entire year, he would have broke the record. Oh, man. I hope he I hope he bounces back this year. I uh, low-key hope that he falls to me in our fantasy draft that we have today later on. Um, but, I'm gonna be uh, honest. I don't know if he falls past me. Hey, I know. <laughs> he I know. Fell. I mean, I just, fantasy fans out there, I just want you to know, uh, Cross and I are in two leagues together, and this dude had this the the pick before me in both leagues. I let him into my work league because one of my one of my uh, co um, coworkers popped out, and he came in and guess what pick was open. The pick directly before me. So I'm going to be chasing him all year and he's going to be stealing my players all draft. Um, I, we may share some fantasy advice and stuff throughout the year and uh, give you guys updates on our uh, fantasy banter back and forth. I just wanted to give you guys that little insight into our lives that this dude is stealing my picks this year, man. Hey, you were stealing some of mine on the way back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One one more thing about our fantasy uh fantasy draft in our keeper league, this guy went out and drafted every rookie running back possible. Everyone, I only I have bad luck with running backs. I really do. That's the only position I have bad luck in. I had so to lock it thought, in. So he thought, you know, I have bad luck. I'm not saying it was smart. I'm just I'm I was risking it. it. So I'm gonna take them all. That's what I'm saying. And, and they just they failed at me in the right places. I didn't. I feel like I didn't reach for them. So I, I was. That's what made a difference too. And yeah, at the time I, when I took them. I truly believe they were better than who was available. No, no, you did. They were very good picks, man. They were very good picks when you got them. Uh, talking about rookie running backs, one that Cross fortunately did not take was Commanders running back Brian Robinson, who was sadly, yeah, sadly who was sadly shot twice, I believe, in an attempted carjacking in some lower extremities. Um, I they it's not life threatening or anything. We've already seen him back in the facility. I'm not sure when he's going to be back. Luckily, they, that he, they said they, there's a chance he returns this year. I okay. don't know how likely, but they said that the chance is there. I think it's just it will depend on where the where the commanders are that season. Yeah, yeah. Season. It, yeah. it depends on if it warrants him coming back or not. Absolutely, exactly. but I mean, he was looking nice in preseason football, to say myself. Oh, he, he was beating out uh, Gibson the clear cut one for many years. We all knew he was RB one for the for the Commanders. He was beating him out. I mean, I think he was going to be the starter. He really yeah, was. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it was going to be him as the starter and JD McKissick as a uh, a bit yes. of the receiving back uh, that he's had that role for the past few years. And what were they saying? Gibson was the leading uh, 
returner. He kicked yeah, a punt returner. Leading return guy, man. Just a fall from grace from a guy that uh, everyone was super high on. We thought the production out of him, fantasy and just traditional league Last wise, year? was going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, last year he was going real high mm-hmm. in draft boards because of all the potential. I still think he has the potential. I mean, I, he needs no, to go I do somewhere too. else. Yeah, I, I, just, being... I don't think Ron Riviera's uh, silent approach is what would fit him. He needs to be in no. a wide-open offense, catching 40 to 60 passes. You know, I, I would like to He was to running him north and, north and south too much, and that's not what Gibson is. He's not a north and south runner. No, but that's no, what no. He, that's what Robinson is. Space. And, Let him make somebody yeah. miss. I mean, you've seen what Ron Rivera did in Carolina his days. He likes that north and south, up the middle running back. Yep. That's what Brian Robinson is. And, of course, you still need that receiving back. So there's J.C. Mechanic, uh, JT, J.D. Mechanic, who is a lot cheaper. Pretty yeah, much. yeah, he's, he's a veteran. Um, it's good for what they're more so looking for, like you mentioned with Rivera um, in Carolina days when he had Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. Um, yeah, I don't. I just... It sucks to see a guy go from as high as he was and how touted he was to being a uh, basic special teamer at this point. I think that he will get get more play this year now that Robinson's out of the picture for a while. But that's I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. If Robinson does come back before, I'm just saying hypothetically before the trade deadline, I wouldn't be surprised if Gibson gets traded. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my predict prediction before the, the him getting shot. To be honest, but now that changes things a little bit. But I think is this is Gibson's final year on his deal. Um, I'm not too sure. I don't think so. I think he has uh, maybe two more years. Let's just go ahead and two take more. a look two, uh, into that because he was a he was a. This is I thought this was year three. Oh, this is probably he was year a three. third round pick in 2020. So he's not. So okay, he so has, next yeah. year is his final year. Yeah. So he has this yeah. year and then one more year, right? Yeah. Dang, that sucks. That sucks for him. Yeah, this <laughs> really year does. and one more year. Yeah, I mean, he has to do something because, I mean, he could be traded, you know, because we, we've seen that some um, cheaper running backs, he's not going to cost much money. He could be traded and someone could be believing in him as being a feature, not a feature, but a, a role-playing back in there on their team, especially because his receiving ability and such, man. Well, that's what it is. He can catch the ball in the backfield and make plays happen. You know, it's just you just got to do what's best for him. And Washington kept not doing that. They kept running him up the middle. They used J.D. McKenzie as McKenzie as the main what he should be doing, pretty much. And so that butted heads too much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've uh, kind of gone over the news and notes of this week. I don't think there is anything else really out there. Do you, was there anything else in the news circuit that you uh, uh, picked up? It's a pretty. Been a pretty quiet week NFL wise. Everybody's just getting ready. Cuts just happened. Everybody had to get down on fifty three man roster. A lot of waiver wire moves. There weren't too uh, there weren't uh, too many surprising cuts. Um, I, I remember the the Tyler Giants Johnson releasing. Was. Yeah, Tyler Johnson for the Bucks was a little bit. I mean, being a fifth round pick and all. Um, but even the Giants releasing linebacker Blake Martinez. Um, yeah. You you go uh, ahead and take 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 control of that. Let me let me hear what you. Oh got, no, I called it. On that. I called it. I've been saying it since February. Martinez was could be a cut candidate. I wasn't saying it was definitely going to happen, but he just doesn't fit Wink style. He doesn't mm-hmm. fit that defense. He can't cover. He don't have the twitch. He don't have the side to side movement to cover tight ends to cover receiver essentially because in a lot of times the middle linebacker's got to cover that slot receiver. That cornerback's coming in, and yep. he just doesn't do that. 
He did not have good grace, it seems like, with the ball and wink. So it was a mutual agreement. I think it was, yeah, it was. It probably was mutual. He lost his uh, captain. He wasn't a captain this year. He wasn't. A, he didn't call plays this year. So I think he was a little butt hurt. The Giants were ready to move on. Giants fans are beyond mad for some reason. Like he was freaking <laughs> Lawrence Taylor. Like, come on, this dude was an average linebacker. Wrapping up does not make you great. What, he their, can tackle. Their favorite stat. So that's their favorite stat, and and it's it's across. One hundred forty-four tackles. Yeah, that is their favorite stat, and and my thing with that is it's like that if if you have one hundred and forty-four tackles, that to me means that a lot of other guys aren't getting to the ball. You feel me? A lot of mm-hmm. other guys aren't where they're supposed to be, and that's not necessarily your fault or anything of that nature. But it's like you had 144 tackles. Uh, what was it? When was his? What was his big year with you guys combined? The year before, because he's only this last year was his second year, and he went down with the ACL. Because mind you, he's coming off an ACL. He tore his ACL so the year before. So 2020. So look yeah. at his stats here. He had a combined 151 tackles, 86 solo. So here, so my thing is great. You are in on 150 tackles. But you have only nine tackles for loss. That's 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 less than ten percent. Ten percent of the I mean, time. So that means too, that they, they, their players that you're tackling have made it to you. They're not you're not getting to them. They've made it to listen, you. <laughs> in the NFL, two to three yards per run is a good run. So yeah. if he's getting those two to three yards for you to tackle him, all right. Well, there you go. There's a quarter of the the to the first down right there. Mm-hmm. You're giving up way too many yards. And, you know, in Wink's defense. Going to be blitzing, man. Gonna oh, yeah. He doesn't have the speed for that. And a lot of times, too, they only run one linebacker and three safeties or four safeties. Yep. It's very different. And yep. he's going to be relied. He was going to be relied on things that he can't do. And he's not quick enough to be the blitzer. Not compared to these rookies we have. Not saying they he's want not a better. A bit more, they, want, they want an athlete. They want someone a bit more dynamic. Yes. Even if they have to go through Downgrade this Downgrade a little bit a struggle. right now. Yeah. Even if you have to go through this year and uh, have a little bit of a struggle. Um, it's it's better to allow him to move on and for you to be able to exactly. start evaluating what's on the roster. And that's what too many people are not understanding that are Giants fans. This is an evaluation year. This year is meaningless. You know, just yes. see who can who and can't who can and can't play. Who will be on the team next year? That's yep. all that who, matters this who year. Who warrants being able to stay on the roster for next year? Whenever it's time to one, you guys are probably going to be looking at a quarterback. Two, you guys are probably going to be looking at a little bit more interior offensive line. Maybe some. Um, definitely some linebackers and such. So it's, it's going to be about building, even if you're going through free agency or the draft, it's what positions are we going to need to fill based on yeah, I, what we've seen this year. The biggest thing of my only question, even though I knew he was going to possibly could get cut was the timing. If we, why did we restructure his contract? Why didn't we do it back in February when we could have freed up more cap space? A lot of what ifs we don't know behind the scenes, but at the end of the day, Everything well, was thing, there. My thing is, I Everybody think they there. wanted to see him in a camp. They wanted to see him doing... They, they gave him every opportunity. They gave him every opportunity to see if he can do what Wink wants him to do. Clearly, in the end, Wink wanted a little bit more out of that position, so it, it he did. The Jets was blowing him up during that final <laughs> preseason game. Like the Jets, mind yeah. you. The running backs were running up the middle. Like 
he's coming off an ACL injury aging. He's aging. He's getting old. So I'm glad we moved on. Nothing to him. I hope he finds a team and balls out. You know, that's no hate towards him at all. It's just not in the future plans for the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and move into some of these um, college quarterback performances that we've seen. Uh, we'll get a little bit more in depth into different players amongst the college rankings. But right now, we just kind of want to touch on some of the uh, college quarterbacks just because every year in the draft, we love quarterbacks. We love to see where they're going to go. We love the evaluation process. Um, I know Cross and I are really big on um, kind of ranking our quarterbacks and predicting what they are going to be able to do in the league uh, based on the position in which they are put in. Cause a lot of the times we see these good quarterbacks go to situations that aren't the best go to quarter, go to situations to where the team around them is less than advertised. Much like the uh, Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence, who was the best quarterback prospect since uh, Andrew Luck and so on and so forth. Um, we know, Cross and his team are looking for quarterbacks this year. So let's go ahead and kick it off with one of Cross's favorite prospects, Anthony Richardson, down in Florida with the Gators. Uh, what did you think about his performance against uh, the seventh-ranked Utah team? Yeah, I mean, people are denying or forgetting how good Utah's defense is. Let's not mm -hmm. act like there's some scrub. Yes, it's Utah. I get that, you know, but they're not bad. If you look at the past couple years, they've ranked very highly in defense. Yeah. So people are forgetting that. Richardson showed signs of he's young. He, before yesterday, he's only thrown 65 passes in his college career. He, he's raw. He's very raw. He needs work. But he's shown certain – you see – how do I put it? When you see certain things, you know they have the potential to be great. Oh, and yeah, that's what Richardson eat. does. So even in the, the bit of the game, I know you watched all of it. I watched a portion of it. There are times to where you see lightning strike with that kid, and it's like, oh, oh. If if you can yeah. hone if you can hone this in, and uh, and capture this power that this kid has, he's gonna be a problem. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, he he made throws that are questionable. You know, he thrown balls too low. He has to learn how but to has not throw that ball too quick. Sometimes rocket. He, oh, I know. I mean, he's a lightning strike. Some yeah. some of those slants, I thought he was gonna take this hand their hands off. Mm -hmm. and, and some but, of the times that the receivers didn't catch the ball is because. A heat-seeking missile was coming in, and we've seen Brett Favre have that issue for quite a while. But, I mean, as he gets more time, as he gets more reps, he will dial that arm back a little bit and know the velocity to put on a slant versus the velocity to put on a post. Or, he's electric, uh, though. Oh, he's, my gosh. You just don't know at any moment he will change the game, especially when he had, like, a 50-yard run, you know. And, and he read – he went through his entire – people are – he went through his entire progression – he looked downfield, he looked through every receiver to see who's open, who wasn't open, stepped up, and took off. That's a good he quarterback. Might, he might run high four threes. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, he, he was crazy. Was, yeah, he yeah. lowered his shoulder, too. He yeah. lowered his shoulder towards the end. He does not. Now, all right, you can't do that too often, but when you're about to score, I'm all cool with it. Lower your yeah, shoulder. No, get Six, your ass in the end zone. Yeah. Oh, man. And he led the when he drove down the field to take the lead for Florida that shows maturity that mm -hmm. shows he's not afraid of the pressure and mm -hmm. a lot of young quarterbacks with very few reps fold in pressure and he didn't do that you know that, he had so, his ups so, and downs during the game what was your reaction when uh we, he had the pump fake and spin for the two point conversion 
I lost it. I absolutely <laughs> lost it on Twitter. Man, I was all over. I can't even explain how hyped I was for that. I know it's, it's college week one. Two no, no, that. no. But when you no. see Hear certain plays. That is, you're talking Mahomes. You're talking Lamar. You're talking no. Josh Allen. That's to. Isn't that crazy, though? He's Josh Allen, but he has Lamar in him, too, a little bit. I'm not, mm-hmm. he, Obviously, he's not Lamar, but he has that in him. And it's just. That oh, man. Fake. I mean, the ballerina spin on it and then the even the pass in the back of the end zone. Obviously, the guy was wide open and everything, but he, he made that was, throw happen. Yeah, it was beautiful. And the pass wasn't the pass was not spot on where it needed to be. It wasn't a laser. It wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. He he was composed. He was fine. And he I love that rip. man. I do. <laughs> I like I will do. I will do anything. To get him in the Giants uniform. He's not ready. He goes, he goes in my three to five year plan with the Giants. So Mm -hmm. I know he's not ready. He will not play next year, in my opinion. If we draft him, he shouldn't play next year. It's just my my personal opinion. He should sit. But he is the guy the ball can turn around. You see what he did to Josh Allen. And man, if he can do this to Richardson, the Giants. I don't, I don't, I'm gonna be honest with you. Even if he is not ready, you put that kid in camp. I don't know if you can not put him him out there. Yeah, I mean, that's my yeah. thing. It's just like because the athleticism takes over. Yeah, I mean, oh, man, Avery Richardson is special. And I'm not going to use generational talent. I hate that word. I really, really do. Yeah, no, every... no, no. So like his talent, his talent and his abilities are generational. But like his 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 development isn't all the way there yet. And not even close. Yeah, it, to me, it's not um, close. Um, Emory Jones shouldn't have been starting ahead of him. Um, no, no, he's out there playing street ball right now. That's how when I watched the game yesterday, he's a lot of times he's out there just playing football, the game yeah. he loves. Yeah. He, he doesn't know the technique of a quarterback, it's still so much he has to learn. But man, I can't keep saying it. If he can put it all together, he's gonna take the league on storm. It's just a matter of if, and he's a boomer bust, and I know that. But so is Josh I'm, I'm Allen, so is Lamar. Yeah, and yep. I'm there with you. I like the I like the things I've seen so far. I can't wait to see more, um, more things develop out of him because he played a very good team this week. Let's see what he does against a, a, a complete next another underdog. You know, let's see him give us a dominant performance. Uh, I can, I can't wait to see more out of him. Another rookie or not a rookie quarterback, another college quarterback <laughs> that uh, we all have our eyes on is C.J. Stroud with Ohio State. Um, his performance was. To me, kind of, um, I wouldn't say middle of the pack, but it wasn't it wasn't the standard in which we're used to when we see him. Obviously, it's week one and everything, so you can only expect so much. Um, he lost a lot of pieces. Let's be honest. He lost yeah. two of his receivers. He lost a lot of pieces. It takes time to build you know, this connection. He had connection with Garrett Wilson and Chris Ole, Ole, whatever it is. He had that connection. It takes time to build it, but he made throws that you look at like that's an NFL throw, and that's and, all and I need Dame, to see from Notre a prospect. They're not they're not any chumps or anything like that. Oh so, no, not at all. Not yeah, at their all. Their D line was their D line was doing work. We know their defense is Ohio uh, State's O line is so bad. Strahd <laughs> yeah, was running. Was, he it, was it, getting out of that pocket quite a bit. Um, I did enjoy some of their play from their running backs. Man, Henderson was out yeah. there looking nice. Um, but we've seen some high level throws from Stroud. Um, some some big ones, some big he, ones, some ones in the league that some some ones that. GMs in the league were like, yep, yep, we can work with that. Yep. People are already crossing him out. I see on Twitter, you know, yep. and I, I don't agree with that. The dude still has so much talent. You know, he's still young. He's a college kid for week it's one. one game. One That's game. what I'm It's one game against Notre Dame. That's a big time game. 
to start off week one with a whole new team. And they still won. At the end of the day, that's what matters. You yep. win. Yep. He didn't make crazy mistakes either. No, I mean, we'll see more as it goes. Um, it, I, I would assume that we're going to be looking at him and Bryce Young again for Heisman considerations, you know. I hope 100%. not. I would like to see another. I would like to see a position outside of quarterback get in that conversation. John you know? Robinson. Yep. B. John Robinson. I would like to see a position outside of quarterback uh, get their hands on a Heisman. Um, we can go ahead and switch over to uh, Quentin Ewers with uh, Texas and everything. Um, did you watch that game? I wasn't able to get my eyes on it. Uh, I watched some highlights. I mean, he, he looked all right. Nothing special. Not this high school. Not this kid that came out of high school er, like early and would have blown up. He, he still has his struggles. He looked good. But at the end of the day, Texas is a run first team. That's what yeah. they are. Yeah. So you just kind of had kinda some. Had I think like, I think like five of their guys were averaging like seven yards a clip or something like that. It was pretty wild. He wasn't asked to do much. Is pretty much what that game was. He was asked to do just enough. Do what he had to do. And they still, and I they, mean, they still dominated. It was a bad exactly. team. Louisiana Monroe and everything. So, I mean, he's just a guy that I kind of want to keep my eye on just because he has a big story around him. You know. Yeah, he saw his time. Even Ohio though, State, but... the NIL deals, and so on and so yeah. forth. To be... me, it's too early to criticize him. To yeah. be quite honest with you, I mean, very first game period in college football. You know, so he has time to develop. He has all this year. He's going to play all of next year. And then next year is where we can start criticizing him, how yeah. I see it. Yeah. Um, and probably let's go ahead and transfer. Let's wrap this kind of up. We're at, we're at, the, we're at the, the sweet spot of our pod, I would say, as to where we want to keep it time-wise. For you fans out there don't want to take up too much of your time. You know, guys are busy. We, we, uh, we value your time and we value um your attention and we don't want to push it too far so let's go ahead and wrap it up with bryce young he looked as advertised you know he's him he's him he, he is i mean right now he's the best he is the best quarterback in college football i think i mean based off of yesterday mm-hmm. um week week one just passed he's the number one quarterback i still think it's going to switch a lot throughout the year but he's too accurate he knows what to do when to do it he's smart but so is every bama quarterback that's still my concern the bama quarterback um, Nick Saban. Yeah, yep. he, he I mean, did what he had to do. He did. He absolutely did. It wasn't anything. Um, wasn't too hundred yards. Yeah, hundred yards on the ground. You know, over two hundred yards, six total touchdowns. Now, so that that to me was a good stat to see out of him. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want him running all the time like that. But five TDs, it's it's insane. But for him to get out there and have a twenty yard average on rushing is just crazy. And then they're um, showing his size. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they ran the ball down them boys' throats. They, Once they again, absolutely... Alabama against a nobody team. That's as expected. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't to have two hundred and seventy eight yards rushing. It's just wild. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of what our week this week's episode is going to be. We're just kind of wrapping up the the week prior to the time that we have all been waiting for. Week Next one Sunday. of the NFL season, man. Week one of the NFL season. We're back, y'all. They're back. The league is back. We're going to be with you all year. Um, we just want you guys to know that whatever you like, we like. So let us know if whatever else you want to hear from us. If you want to hear some more college stuff, if you want a college-specific podcast, definitely let us know because that's something that we are have, we have big interest in. Later in the year, we will definitely get into some uh, NFL draft stuff. Uh, we'll have more content out in regards to breaking down film, 
uh, projections on where we think players are going to go, team fits, so on and so forth. I mean, it's just it, it's just great to be back. I love it. I know you love it. it. We've been waiting for it. It's our time, my man. My our time. Ah, man, I I can't wait. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun yesterday. He's getting to wake up in the morning, get my morning ready, prepare for football all day. I love that. Next all week day. I get to do I get to do that Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> and my weekend set. Yeah. And I'm happy it's back. I'm right there with you. Um, so everyone, make sure you guys check us out on all of our social media. Uh, Hit the Pylon NFL on Twitter. Uh, you can find us at Hit the Pylon on Facebook, where we do a lot of posting. We'll have uh, links to the, all of our podcasts in both of those locations, as well as you can find us on Apple and Google. Um, we have a Discord page if you guys would like to reach out to us and get into it. We'll, we'll be talking NFL chat. We'll be talking NFL draft. And some of you, I mean, some of our lucky people that listen to us may be able to get into join in on one of our podcasts because we always want to add the opinions and the thoughts of our fans and the, uh, the, the, the opinions and thoughts of other football fans. That's the biggest thing here is that we want to have the opinions of everyone who's in the football nation to be able to come in and voice their opinions, man. We'll have, we'll have team specific episodes and we'll find some, some of you guys out there who get to come in and talk about your teams and talk about the expectations and the future hopes for your teams, man. I just, I, I can't wait to see what we develop here and where we go. Um, any final words a, from you, Cross? Everything's a process, and we're going to get to where we need to be, and we're ready, and we're excited, and you guys are not going to see anything else like this. So no, no. We're gonna, stick we're around. Gonna, yeah, yeah. It's going to be big, y'all. It's going to be big. So uh, we want to say uh, make sure you guys sit back, hit that pylon, peace out. Check out our uh, next episode that we have coming up about our week one predictions. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace.